I was upset. I didn't think I had what it takes. It took a while to admit anything was wrong. Diet and exercise sounded intimidating. But small, easy goals made it easy to start. Every situation is different. There are many paths to victory, but the end goal is all the same. This is the Weight Loss Podcast with Matt and Courtney, a couple who committed to a strategy and lost a combined 100 kilograms. When it comes to weight loss, you don't just need encouragement, you need a strategy. Hello and welcome to the Weight Loss Podcast. We are here this week to solve all of your problems at once. So what we're going to do is we're going to get you to do a 10-day exercise routine starting Monday and we're going to stop drinking alcohol and we're going to stop eating junk food and we're going to quit sugar and we're not going to have any processed meat. We're not going to have any packaged food and we might also not go dairy. Mm, you know what? We might also go vegan this week. Courtney, how are you? Wow. Oh, it's too hard. Fuck it. I quit. Wow. <laughs> I'm good. Thanks. Glad to be here. <laughs> so That was a hell of an intro. I just tried to change it all at once and it's too hard. I quit. So thanks for listening. This has been the Weight Loss Podcast. Um, we'll speak to you soon. <laughs> Weight loss doesn't work. It's shit. <laughs> this doesn't work. This, this doesn't work. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. I think that might have been a bit of a... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> Over-dramatization. <laughs> Okay, that definitely wasn't what I was thinking of. There's no hint. I think that. that was a hint of today's episode topic. Yes. So, hello, and actually, welcome to the Weight Loss Podcast. Uh, my name is Matt. I'm the second in charge. Um, some might say the servant. And the most dramatic. Uh, that there is Courtney, <laughs> who is uh, my superior, my overlord. Um, also, in some countries, known as my wife. <laughs> some countries, known as my wife. Oh, my God. How are you going there, wife? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, all over it? Thanks for inviting me onto your podcast. Onto my podcast? It's really lovely to be able to speak today. Thanks for inviting me into your reality (laughs) to record an episode of your podcast in your house. (laughs) Thanks, dear. Love your work. Anyway, today's topic is... As I may have subtly... You may not have picked this up. I may have subtly given this away in the intro... This episode is about the problem that people have of trying to do too much at once and then you feel overwhelmed and fuck it, it's too hard, this is shit, I'll try again next week. Yes. Works every time. (laughs) 60% of the time it works every Every time. time. Yes. So what's the problem here, Courtney? The problem is that people try to do too much at once. Fix every issue at once. So let's frame the problem here. So you have a person that wants to, let's say, in the topic of this podcast, lose weight. Mm. Right. As you may have experienced yourself uh, on your own journey through this, weight loss is more than fixing one problem or more than changing one habit. It's a collection of things that we do that work against us. Yes. And obviously, in the excitement of a new program, a new diet, a new trainer, a new something, let's fix everything at once. Of course. Pretty hard. Mm. Would you say? I can understand, though, why people automatically think that way. 
because it's really it's it's really easy to, to think that way. So I, I don't blame people for thinking that way, but... Oh, I'm about to blame someone. Yes, yes. But I can understand the concept where you've been overweight and unhappy for a long time. You've decided to make a change in your life and you just want to make it now. So you, you just want to do everything right now. And I, I get that that in theory, practically, it doesn't work. So you can forgive people, I think, for thinking it in theory, but once they practically try to do it over and over and over again and they're not learning their lesson, that's when you can sort of blame the person. But um, I think in terms of it in theory, I can totally understand why people go there. It's just like anything, you know, you decide, you know, we as human beings, when we want something, we want it now. It's just the way that we want it. And especially in this day and age. Instant gratification. You just want it. You know, you want to buy that new pair of shoes. Well, you want to buy them now. You don't want to wait six months to buy them because then it's not fun anymore. Like you want to buy it now. And it's the same sort of thing with weight loss. You've decided to make a change. You're, 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 you're hyped. You're motivated. You're determined. You're, you're super keen. And then you've got to sort of not put the brakes on, but you've just got to slow your roll actually, a little bit. you do need to put the brakes on. You do actually, yes. You've got to write the first time. You've got to slow your roll and you've got to break it down. Oh, got to slow your roll. Yeah. And you've got to break it fire. down and you've got to put strategic uh, things in place to get there. And of course, that doesn't sound fun. Like that's not as fun as having it right now. So I can understand the mentality behind it. But in theory, in practice, it just doesn't work. That was big. Yeah. That was uh, that was good stuff. Um, can I just take this moment to just say I do think part of the problem is really well. It's it's um, sort of enhanced by the stupid fucking industry we work in. <laughs> Here we go. I thought I'd get my little two cents in before Matt goes off. <laughs> uh, well, I'll, I'll temper myself. I do think a big part of the problem is put forward um, by an industry, a weight loss and fitness industry, that really wants to overcomplicate things. Mm. So we, you know, because there's not enough noise and bullshit going around, um, let's also try to confuse people by overcomplicating the process, which is very easy then to lead to feelings of being overwhelmed because you might have some some numbskull PT or some armchair expert friend saying, oh, you should do this and do this and do this and do that. Mm. And then you try and do all those things at once and how does that end? Not well. No. So I think then on top of people overcomplicating the process you then have that combined with the whole short-term mentality. Mm. So as Courtney and I will attest to, um, successful long-term weight loss, yes, there is work involved. I mean, duh. Yeah. Uh, there is some work involved. There is some sacrifice and there is some discomfort involved. But it's nowhere near as complicated as people might think. Yeah? 100%. It's really the like the common sense method of weight loss. Well, I mean, 
look at it this way. Would it shock you to learn that if you want to lose a bit of weight, do some exercise and eat less shit? I mean, that is a very, almost an oversimplification of the process. It doesn't sell magazines, though. <laughs> it doesn't make a lot of money. Um, where a lot of people need the assistance isn't with the common sense stuff, it's with holding them accountable to it. Correct. And giving them the support they need to stay, you know, to believe that they can do it. Correct. But it's nowhere near as complicated as what the industry that Courtney and I work in might lead you to believe. That, oh, you've got to, you've got to get your macros right and you've got to get your calories right and you can't eat at this time and you shouldn't have carbs and you should avoid certain coloured foods and you probably shouldn't have meat. Cut out all sugar. And cut out all sugar. Yep. And oh, But don't... Don't do too much heavy weights. Don't drink you, coffee. Ugh, seriously, fuck off. There's a, there's a lot out there. And I think as well, Matt, you made a good point because this develops our sense of becoming overwhelmed even before we get started. Yes, because and you think the mountain is so big, you'll never climb it. Correct. And I think it puts a lot of people off when they do have the thoughts of, I'm unhappy or maybe you're starting to find yourself getting sick more often or you have some sort of health event in your life where it really forces you to reevaluate what you're doing and to think, okay, I need to start focusing on my health here as well as, you know, I just want to look better, I want to function better. And then it's like that old place then you get stuck in it's like, well, which way do you turn? You've come to a roundabout with about 100 different options and it's like, how do you choose one? It's like, close your eyes, turn around and just choose one and see how it goes. That's sort of like where you come to. And it can be really confusing and it can be really confronting. And, and then that leads to a, a sense of being overwhelmed. That leads, I think, to trying diets for the sake of trying them and seeing what happens. And the problem with a lot of these short-term diet options is that they contribute to all all these problems because in order to achieve anything in a short amount of time, you've got to change everything at once. You can't break things down, slow your roll as I say, and, and break it all down for yourself and change habits permanently. You have to change everything at once, which means you're not going to change anything permanently because you're just focusing on getting through the next 28 days as as best and as perfectly and as fast as you can to get the result at the end of it. So it all loops back around. It's all in the same soup bowl of shit. And then what also I think adds to it is that people will put these, <clears throat> excuse me, unrealistic timeframes on things, but also it's like, you know, starting on, I don't know, starting next Monday, I'm going to be perfect at everything that I do. Mm. I'm going to have that uh, unsustainable exercise routine. I'm going to cut out all junk food starting on Monday. Yeah. And then by Wednesday, fuck. Yep. Too hard, mate. You with me or what? Yeah, sorry. Awkward silence? I had to have a drink. I had a tickle in my throat. As you do. (laughs) No, but that I think that adds to it in that there are unrealistic timeframes associated with too many tasks. Yeah, way too many. Too many tasks. Um, and we'll, we will get to the topic of multitasking and what we think about that um, a bit later in the episode. Um, but I also think that where a lot of people come really undone 
with trying to fix all these different things at once. Um, well, I think it's also, it's contributed to by all the short-term diets and quick fixes that are out there is that they're not addressing what actually matters Yeah. when it comes to a, a successful transformation, which is changing someone's habits. Yeah. So one of our favorite sayings is habits beat intentions and for better or worse, it is true. Absolutely. I think how many before you continue, Courtney, how many people have we seen brought undone by their bad habits? Oh, almost everyone. That, people that can't stick the landing on a transformation or that it the, comes that go back backwards, to it goes back to habits. It always does. It always goes back to habits. So if people people get a great transformation and then they let themselves go, it's because they haven't been willing to give up the habits that they had said that they were during their transformation. Then that's all it is. There's no triggery to it. It's just that they did a transformation or and they've they've changed their habits for that period of time. Then they've come out the other side after getting the reward of the of the transformation and then they've said to themselves, No, you know what, I'm not actually happy to give up to change these habits for the rest of my life and they go backwards. Which means it was a diet. That that is with. that is exactly what happens. So everything gets related back to habits, and and that's what I was saying with the with the these short term fixes and a lot of these um, programs that overwhelm people and try to fix everything at once. You can't fix those habits. You can't work on those habits because there's no possible way you could work on multiple multiple habits at once. It just doesn't happen. So in order to achieve anything in a short amount of time or if someone's piling a lot of stuff on you and or you're piling a lot on on yourself, if a lot of the times we do these things to ourselves, we overwhelm the process ourselves in our own minds. If we're piling all of this stuff on, you don't have the ability to step back and actually look at what's happening learn from what's happening and be able to assess and, and move forward from there. All you're doing is you're chasing your own tail, trying to keep up with all the things you're trying to do and you're trying to change at once. Well, I will drink to that. <laughs> well said, dear. But I, th- I think that's really what it comes down to. I mean, we could go on forever about habits and I think habits in itself is going to be a podcast. Oh, it guaranteed it's going to be a podcast. Um, it's going to be a long podcast because habits um, are definitely, we can go into them um, more and more and more and more and more, but we're not going to right now. But that you, you, you start to get the idea of how this all comes back to relate to itself and it's all related. So... Again, we're going with the common sense approach to this. Don't try and do too much at once. Don't try to do everything at once. We compl- I completely understand the desire to think that way. I get it. I've been there. I've done it. I've thought that way. I've tried to do it that way. I uh, yeah, Okay. Can you give some examples on that personally? Yeah, absolutely. So like... Back when I was um, heavily overweight, I would go through phases of deciding that I was going to make a change. I was sick of it. I would go through. I would go through a bit of a scale where some days I would feel like, yeah, you, I don't look that bad. I'm okay. I don't need a change. And then I'd catch a glimpse of myself in a photo or in a mirror, a certain way, and I'd think, shit, you know, I don't like that person. I'm bigger than I thought I was, or something like that. 
would come into my mind and then I'd decide to make a change. But I would go for the most extreme things. So back when I was younger, my mentality was, well, you're supposed to exercise more and eat less. That was always what I thought how you lost weight. Are you saying it's not? No, it's not. So I would try to exercise more, but that was never something that I could do ever get to doing on a regular basis. I wasn't sure what to do for exercise. Again, just being overwhelmed with a lot of different conflicting information where I just never took the time to look into any of the options. I just sort of saw everything as noise and I never really took the time to look into anything. So I would try my best to exercise more. Then what I would do mostly though is I would cut my food. So I would have soup for lunch every day and I would have mind you I say every day like it lasted for a really long time it lasted for like three days before I went back to Hmm. what I was doing before um but I would try to have like soup for lunch and I would have like sometimes I'd skip breakfast or I would have like one piece of toast for breakfast and then I wouldn't try not to eat anything until lunch and then I'd have like a bowl of soup and then I would try not to eat anything until dinner And it was usually something either takeaway or something that was homemade, but it was really large portion sizes. And I would try my best not to eat as much of that food as I used to. So, um, and then I would try not to have anything after, after dinner. So it was really sort of trying to cut myself back. And then I was also trying to increase my exercise and I was trying to do all these different things. So how did it work out? Well, as I said, you'd be last. It 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 honestly you'd be lucky to last for a week. Be lucky to last for a week. Did you have abs by then? No. Oh. But the thing was, because I was so hungry, um, I would just go back to eating in between my meals, and so <laughs> I would just think, oh well, if I, I fucked it up. I would may as well just eat this now, and then I'll start again on Monday. I always had that mentality. Monday would come around, and then I would convince myself again that I didn't look that bad. And I would just stay like I was. Bit of a cycle. And it was just it was just a constant cycle. The only time I really stuck to anything was um, at one stage I did have a workout buddy and I did stick to workouts for a little bit. Um, again, I tried to cut my food, didn't really succeed in that. I was just too hungry, so I would still eat. Um, so I did increase my exercise, but I didn't. I wasn't ever able to focus on anything sustainable with my food. So I totally get the mentality of, all right, I've made a change, I'm pumped, you know, I'm ready to make a change, I'm, I'm sick of the way I look, yes, you know, and you get that, that rush, that really great feeling where you think, yes, you know, I'm going to really make a change here, I'm going to be better and I'm, I'm going to be hot and I'm really excited, let's just do it, let's just do it now. Um, so I totally understand the, the psychology behind it because I've been there, but it just, in theory and practice, it just doesn't work. And I wish it was different. I honestly do. Like, for my own sake, I wish it was different. I wish we could get that instant gratification, that instant, um, the ability to instantly do something, to do it all and to see results nice and quickly. But again, we just come back to that common sense thing and it just doesn't work like that. As much as I wish it, you wish it, Matt wishes it, everybody wishes it. It's just not that simple. Righto. So we have framed the problem rather well, if I do say so myself, 
Yeah. <clears throat> Hashtag modesty. <laughs> so we have the problem there. Um, let's turn this around and give some solutions. Yes. So can I kick things off with my my personal number one tip? Yes. For avoiding the feeling of being overwhelmed? Yes. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. All caps. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Pull it back. Don't try to do everything at once. Calm your farm. Calm. <laughs> Slow your roll. Yes. Pump the brakes. So this is where we talk about single tasking versus multitasking. Uh, multitasking when it comes to weight loss is generally overrated. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite sayings when it comes to keeping it simple is this phrase, focus on less to achieve more, mm. which is precisely uh, how it works and is completely on the money. So keeping it simple means you pick one to two things and work on those until they become somewhat of a routine or somewhat of a habit or they feel normal. Yeah? Yeah, absolutely. So you would agree? And again, I think that for a lot of people, that can be a really hard thing to get their heads around because in the day and age that we live in, everything is fast-paced. It's We're here, we're there, we're this, we're that. If we're parents, we're here for the kids, we're doing this, we're doing that, we're working, all this sort of stuff. At work, we're often asked to do multiple things at once and we're asked to do it really quickly. Just get it done. So we tend to translate all of those things back to ourselves and we tend to then go into something like transforming our body with the same sort of ideals of, of this is how it's going to work. Now, what's um, what, what are the sort of things we say to our clients early on? In terms of narrowing the focus? Yeah. Yeah, narrow the focus. This is where the goal setting is also really important. So... I would highly recommend going back to checking out our goal setting podcast. Uh, Matt will figure out what number that is and let me know. Um, but I would highly recommend checking that out because we do go through the best ways to set your goals because believe it or not, there is a way to set your goals and a lot of people do get it wrong. That would be episode 38, which you can find at theweightlosspodcast.com. Perfect. Thank you, Matt. Um, I would highly recommend listening to that episode again, making sure that you are setting your goals correctly because this feeds a lot off that. So once you've got that foundation, which is setting your goals and you've gone through that process, you'll, you'll come out with procedural goals at the end of it. And those procedural goals are really important because they allow you to do what Matt just said, which is narrow the focus and Focus on one to two one things. to two things at a time. Tops. Tops. And you notice, if, um, Courtney, I'm sure will back me up. Otherwise, this gets really awkward. Um, feedback we've had from a lot of our clients when we sort of you know break this on them at the start, like, hey, you don't have to do all this stuff at once. You know, we don't want you to. We recommend you just do one to two things, and we then give our clients you know the one to two things we want them to work on. A lot of the feedback that we've got, actually all the feedback that we've got is, oh, this feels so much more achievable. Mm. This feels so much more sustainable and doable because I'm not trying to do a hundred different things at once. I'm just doing one to two things, but I'm doing them very well. 
Yeah, which is funny because that often comes after the initial facial expression when we tell people that, which is the facial expression says, mm, yeah, okay, whatever. Because people don't think that they're going to do that. They well, don't, They because we're so, don't you think that we're just so inclined to just doing everything at once, plus mix that with the fact that we're excited and that we just want it to happen now. Most people go into things like this, even when you tell them, that it's not going to work like this, they still go into it thinking, yeah, right, I'm just going to I'm gonna smash this out. I'm going to get it done. Um, depends on who you're talking to. Um, you'll find now, like a lot, of the, a lot of the people that we've been working with um, will have already come through to us with that experience of, yeah, okay, you know what? I've tried the I'll fix it all at once approach and I now know, I now know it doesn't work. Yeah. Good so point. for the people that we work with, I actually find that they've moved past that. Yeah. And that's part of why they've come to us because they realize, okay, this doing it all shit at once doesn't quite work out too well. Maybe it's time to try something a little bit different. Yeah. And that's where I think the reinforcement that they get from us, like, hey, yeah, one to two things at a time is fine. Actually, we prefer it that way because those one to two things become a a pretty big list of things over a long-term period of time. So you're still trying to, you're still working to change the same amount of issues over a long-term period of time. You're just addressing them in a different order. Yes. Rather than doing 50 things at once, you're doing 50 things, one to two things at a time. Mm. It's all going to add up. So over time, you're still, you're still going to be doing the same sort of thing. You just got a more, a more, I think a more viable chance of actually having a, a bit of an impact on what you're trying to achieve. Mm. So I think what I wouldn't mind doing, he's giving some examples here um, of how we've done this with people. So Courtney's spoken about, you know, pick one to two things. Uh, often, not often, pretty much every single bloody time, Courtney and I will give our clients the recommendation on what those one to two things would be based on what the information they've given us. So the most common one that I've used so far in my career with someone where it's like, okay, you want to lose 40, 50 kilos, whatever, five, six, seven dress sizes, um, but you currently live a very sedentary life and you don't eat breakfast. In fact, you eat one to two times a day and you like to have alcohol on the weekends and you eat chocolate most days. So there's a few things that you can address. I always recommend to start with usually the easiest one, which for most people is, let's start building the regular habit of movement. Mm. So quite a few people I've worked with over the years have heard these words from me. Your one job is to get your ass to the gym. Here's the program, I'll, you know, I'll write the program up for you. I'll structure it all out. I just want you to focus on getting in the habit of getting to the gym learning your routine, recording your numbers, and build your confidence up from just implementing something. Nine times out of 10, exercise is the easiest one mm. because most people will get up and about you know, to go to the gym and smash it out. But it doesn't always work that way. Um, we've had on the other end of the scale where we've had clients tell us, look, I don't exercise but I, and I feel like shit. And by shit, I mean there's no energy. So functioning on a day-to-day -day basis is difficult. Yeah. 
And we then discover that, oh, okay, you eat one, maybe two times a day, and you're trying to run a household, work a job, live your own life, etc. Um, adding an exercise routine to that is more than likely going to blow up in your face because you haven't got the energy to sustain your day-to-day -day routine as it is. Why would you then add more, you know, add intense movement to that? So in some cases, what we've said to people is let's have some minimal movement because you know, movement is good, but let's really restrict the, the high intensity stuff. But let's focus more on what you're doing in the kitchen and what you're doing at home to build your energy levels up, which could be then the things we focus on are getting a bit more food into the body gradually and getting a bit more sleep. Mm. So there's your one to two things there. Yeah. And then as the energy levels rise, because you'll feel it, because like, oh, you know, I wake up feeling more alert. I don't have the 3 p.m. crash. Um, I think more clearly. I make better decisions, etc. Okay. We can now add a bit of intense exercise to this routine and then start to layer on what we're doing here. So there are different ways you can approach it. Um, and there's different ways that we've approached it with our clients um, in the past. It does just depend on the situation. Um, if the energy levels are there, like, yeah, get to the gym and start doing regular movement. Mm. If the energy levels aren't there, well, then we need to look at what's happening at home to build those back up. 100%. Courtney, how smart do I sound? So smart. Uh, anything you want to add to that? No, I think just, um, just reconfirming like in terms of when people are trying to... That's a great advice and examples there in terms of things when you're starting off to look at yep. when setting those one to two things to work on first. But there's also something else that you say to people when they're trying to decide what to work on, especially they're great to what to work on first, but what do you say to clients then when they've maybe achieved those initial things and they're trying to pick the next one to two things to work on? Oh, you just asked the question, you know, what, what do you think you can, you can tackle next? Mm. So Courtney and I will have our, our two cents worth on, you know, it, we think it's worth having a look at this. But any transformation with our people is a, it's a team effort. So that's where you need to get feedback from the individual. Like, okay, if you've got this, this list of habits and list of issues with things working against you, what do you feel you're most ready to address now? Mm. Um, that's, I tend to lean towards uh, the feedback you get from that because through this process, when done correctly, like you learn a lot about yourself. Yes. And then as your confidence grows... Um, the, the inner monologues you have change from I can't to I can. Mm. So, oh, you know what? I think now I can start to eat breakfast you know, on a day-to-day -day basis. Yes. Uh, or I think I can you know, get at least an extra half an hour of sleep every single night. Um, and, if, and if someone feels that they're confident that you know, they can go after you know, the, next, the next habit... Like, okay, let's do it. Yeah. Let's let's do it. Let's assess how it goes. Let's see what it does. And then after a while, you start ticking off enough of these habits and enough of these issues one thing at a time, you start to get a pretty damn good change. Um, so me personally, when I first started, um, I had no issues with energy. My issue was that I was just a lazy shit. Yes. So I started with get to the gym, big boy. Mm-hmm. You know, that worked for me. And then I went to the next thing from there, which was maybe I should eat less takeaway food. 
yeah, again, I think you sort of look at it with your common sense goggles on. And I think that's the a great... common sense goggles. Can I get them off Amazon? Yeah, hopefully. Um, I think that it's also just a great thing to ask yes, yourself. We're not, we're not being endorsed by Amazon for the plug. Not yet. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I think it's a really great question to ask yourself in those sort of situations, which is just like Matt said, what are my worst habits now? Yeah. And what ones can I address the easiest? Because you obviously often. don't want to set yourself up for failure by setting yourself up to address habits that you know are maybe going to be really, really your hardest thing to do. So you don't want to do those at the start. You want to build up your confidence with doing this sort of stuff by addressing habits that are, yes, really bad ones, but you feel like you're in the most control to be able to change them. So I've had clients in the past um, where I thought it was necessary. I've asked them to list out for me the things that they believe are working against them. Mm. All, all across the board. It's a really good exercise um, to do. And, and I mean, I'm not just talking about habits. It could be things like the support network. Yeah. You know, the environment at work, the environment at home. Like there's a pick, pick your poison basically, but let's get a hit list together here and then go, righto, you've put down 10, 12, 15 things. What do you feel comfortable in going after first? Yeah. You know, because everyone, everyone has things working against them and I do mean everyone. Uh, what you'll find is certain certain habits and certain issues are harder to address than others because they're more deep-seated yes. and they've been there longer. And in a number of cases, there's emotions attached to them. But that that's something we'll dive into more, I think, in a habits podcast. Yeah, definitely. Uh, put that on the to-do list. Um, is there but, anything else you want to touch on? Um, I'm pretty comfortable with that. Um in all honesty, I think we smashed it. Mm. Um, you know. Oh, I hope that helps if you're someone that finds yourself getting overwhelmed. Yeah, simplify the process, really. Break it down um, into one to two bite-sized chunks and you'll find that you'll feel a lot better and you'll feel better internally, you'll feel better externally and you'll also find it's far more sustainable and far more achievable. Um, and you're taking the pressure off yourself. Yeah, 100%. A lot of it does come from pressure. Like, oh, I've got to do all at once. No, you don't. And also, I think a lot of that pressure comes from a short-term timeline mindset. So just remember that long-term timeline mindset. This isn't a diet. You're changing your life for the long term, you know, until you die. This is... This is habits and a rest of a a lifestyle that you're going to continue through um, for the rest of your life. So you've got time to change it. Allow yourself the time um, within reason and and space it out. Well, question question for for you, wife. Yes. Um, with With the clients that we work with, how long are we working with them for? What sort of time periods? Oh, minimum 12 months. Why? Sometimes longer, uh, yep. because that's the sort of time frame you need in in order to start to overcome a lot of these bad habits that are holding you back and to make sustainable long term change. Yeah, it is now that so then if you've got if you know there's like at least a 12, 18 month, two year window we're working in, um, it does make it a, a little bit more sustainable to go well in this period of time we're just going to do things one to two things at a time, aren't we? Yeah, absolutely. And you be it's far more reasonable. It's far more reasonable. You can achieve a lot in that time. And Hell as long as you have the the long term mindset beyond that 
to sustain it, to keep working on it. And again, we can go through all of these things in the Habit Podcast, but but these sort of things are not things that you can just fix once and be done with. That You're continually going to be working on it, working on yourself, but obviously the outcome is strong enough where you're going you're gonna to do it. Because if you want the result, then you're going to do this and you're going to do the, put in the work and you're going to break it down for yourself and you're going to give yourself a break, as Matt said. You know, don't, don't try to change everything in 28 days or four weeks or 12 weeks, whatever. We know it's unsustainable. We know that you can't get meaningful, um, habitual changes in your life fixed within that period of time. Mm. So... Give yourself a break and, and go from there. But I think uh, we've got an email, Matt. We do. Um, but where do we get emails at? We get emails from our email address, which is podcast at theweightlosspodcast.com. That's the... Weight loss podcast. Not a weight loss podcast. Or just weight loss podcast. No, no the, there is a the there. The... Yes, we have an email uh, from Marina. Hello. Hello. Thanks for emailing us. Yeah, thank you very much, Marina. Hello, Matt and Courtney. I discovered your show a few days ago and I really like it. Thank you. Breakfast is on us. (laughs) It's very encouraging to hear all the things from people who have been through the process, him or herself. I haven't listened to all the episodes yet, uh, so it's possible that you've explained this already, but I'm still going to ask YOLO. Good. We like it when you ask. We like questions. Uh, you mentioned a few times that we should split the weight training into upper and lower body days. Why? Is there a negative impact physically um, if I do them both together? Or is it just to encourage people who are very busy and don't have so much time to spend in the gym? Um, and also, when should I increase the weights? Thanks a lot, Marina. Okay, fantastic email. Two questions there. So we will attack them one at a time. Okay, so in terms of why we split the weight training up, um, it's a greater metabolic effect. Uh, So when someone is uh, a rookie uh, at weight training, then it is usually recommended to start one to two days a week just to condition the body to what's happening because weight training is very, very good for us, but it does take a toll physically and metabolically. Um, And... It does tie into this episode. Let's not give someone too much at once. Let's start small and build up from there. So I personally um, started with a one-day routine uh, many years ago and built myself up from there. Same thing with our clients. We'll start them on a one, usually a two-day routine. And we do split it up um, with a two-day routine in upper, lower and upper body just because it's better for, you know, mostly, most of the time better for recovery. Um, and then as someone's conditioning improves, their training age uh, increases and obviously depending on the results they get, you've then got the scope potentially to go to three days weights, in some cases four, depending on the person. Um, there are routines you can do that will, well, you can do a two-day routine where both days are full body routines. You just would need to assess your recovery. So generally speaking, um, having the separate weight stays in terms of like upper and lower body in this case, um, you've got a better chance of having uh, increased recovery. Now, um, in terms of 
when should I increase the weights uh, when it stops being challenging? So Courtney and I, for example, we, we will structure our programs so that people work in certain repetition ranges, rep ranges. So let's say, for example, we're currently doing eight to 10 reps for a couple of weeks on our weights. If we can do more than 10 reps, what do we do, Courtney? Put the weight up. Why? So the rep range, so you, you've got a challenging amount of weight for the rep range you're working in. Yep. So the rep range, for example, might be 8 to 10, which means if we can do more than 10, it's too easy. If we can't do 8, it's too hard. So that way, it's an easy guide to know when it's time to go up and when it's time to stay where, where the number currently is. Uh, I do recommend um, having a listen. We actually, I didn't mention this, but yes, we have covered this before in a lot more detail. Uh, I recommend listening to episodes 34 and 44 of the Weight Loss Podcast, um, where we talk about how much exercise you should do, but also um, a breakdown in terms of weight training. Uh, but fantastic email, Marina. Appreciate it. Uh, so that is that, Courtney. Yeah, thanks so much for your email. Please uh, don't be afraid ever to email us. Even if you're unsure if we've answered the question before in a previous episode, please still email us. We love hearing from you. How about to simplify it? Please, for the love of God, email us. We'd like to know people don't think we're dickheads. <laughs> yes. So I think that that is a wrap for today's episode. Yeah, I hope it, it helps. And look out for an upcoming episode on habits. Yep. So we'll sign off with that. Um, remember, keep it simple. More simple is more better. <laughs> hope this has helped. Speak to you soon. Bye. Get more free tips, listen to previous episodes and contact Matt and Courtney at theweightlosspodcast.com.